Mox beat writer for the Chattanooga Times Free Press on our hotline. And Gene, you a busy man, man. I don't even understand how you're going to accomplish all this stuff this weekend. <laughs> uh, it'll be figured out. I can, I, that much I can say pretty definitively. It, it'll, it'll be figured out. That's kind of my mantra, just figure it out. You got Mox football at the Citadel. You've got Mox basketball on Saturday afternoon. You got Mox women's basketball Thursday night. I mean, uh, we got a lot going on in this spring. Uh, it is truly March Madness now this year. Yeah, and it's such an interesting time. It's just where you know you've got so many things going on. Where you have uh, you know a football team that probably that may have exceeded some people's expectations um, last week. You've got two basketball teams that. Um, you know, from an out, I mean, from a going in to the tournament perspective, have just as good of a chance of winning as as anybody. So uh, I think if you're just now at a time where, like, if you are a, a fan of uh, you know Chenick Athletics, um, specifically UTC, yeah, this is a good time for you because there's obviously a lot of positive things going on around that campus and that program. It's a it's a real exciting time, and uh, just to, to touch on football first. Um, I know you've you've probably spent some time with with the players. I mean, what what are their feelings going into to this spring season, and do those coincide with what we think are Coach Wright's feelings about the spring season? I think it's tough to get a read. Uh, I think that if you, I think there's enough. There's a lot of excitement because you have players like Drayton Arnold, quarterback, who you know this is his opportunity. Needs the this work, yeah. It. Like you. Yeah, this is. I mean, he's waited five years for this, and you know, you know. So for him, yeah, like I've waited my entire life for this opportunity, you know. And so you've got a kid like that that's going to fully embrace it. Now, I do think. I mean, I haven't necessarily found those kids, but I do think there are some who have certain reservations, and I think it actually leads to more of a, you know, a bigger, you know, bigger issue in that. You know, I don't think it's going to happen at UTC because I think they're a pretty good team. But what's going to happen with this spring when some teams start losing games? You know, because once you start losing games and now all of a sudden just going out there and, and playing with the thought of a, a fall season still ahead doesn't sound nearly as good. So I, I'd be intrigued to see if there's a team out there that starts off one and four, um, if they're able to keep everybody, you know, out there. And, you know, if you don't have a number of opt-outs at that point, because I think everybody's okay. Everybody's gung-ho with the thought of a season as long as their teams are winning. What happens when those teams aren't winning anymore and there's no, you know, there, there's no chance of them qualifying for this this playoff or there's no chance of them finishing a season on a high note other than, you know, four and four. And you, know, you go through eight games of a season and then have to turn back around and play. And um, I think that's something to, to watch. But, I, again, Right now, I don't see that that being the case with this UTC team because it's not that they're it's not just simply that they're a pretty good team. Is that they've got players pretty much at every position, so they can have they could have players opt out and just keep on going. Won't see much of a, a drop off. So uh, they're in a good spot with that program, but I, I have not encountered players who just really who are out there playing who don't want to play. 
It's a great point, Gene. I never really, didn't really think about that, but yeah, if you you know you start off, um, would you say one and four or whatever like that? There's nothing else to play for. Do you really want to shut it down just so to avoid injury? And to your point on the mocks, man, I'll tell you what, Reginald Henderson. There's so many guys on Saturday that stepped up and 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 really took it upon themselves to perform out there on Finley Stadium. Um, I was impressed, man. I mean, so I think, like you're saying, the Chattanooga team has got a little chemistry, and they got a couple players that really have something to prove this spring. Yeah, and, you know, like, if you – like, when you look and you realize that that team is a combination of the recruiting efforts of Rusty Eastman, Tom Marth, and Rusty Wright their, and their coaching staff, and, you know, quite possibly, you know, the greatest – you know, I understand that Tom Marth time in Chattanooga was not is not well thought of, you know, nine and thirteen and all this, that and the other. But you look at some of the players there, Brandon Dowdell and um, heck, most of that offensive line and you know, you start looking at some of the pieces there and then you've got Russ and he, you know, he had recruited Terrell Lawson, um, you know, who's starting safety and some a couple other pieces there. And so you start looking at some of these players there in the program and you're like, Wow And then you look at some of the players that are behind those guys who can't even get on the field right now. And you're like, wow. Uh, you know, if it, it, you know, Andrew Manning, I think, has 80 yards receiving on three catches, more, you know, give or take. Uh, and if Bryce Nunley doesn't leave, you know, doesn't opt out and go to Western Michigan, we don't even know who that kid is. So right. it just speaks to what they've built um, there over the past four or five years, which is something that can, you know, that could be the norm for a program like UTC, which is a public school, which, you know, is probably in that league one of the, I'd say it like this, one of the, the easier schools to get into, just, I mean, in terms, in comparison to some of the private schools that are there. So, um, like, I, I don't see where you have an issue. I mean, Alim Ford doesn't, you know, doesn't play. Oh, yeah, Tyrell Price was an all-conference player for UTC in 2018. Geno Appleberry was a good player uh Western Kentucky before coming to UTC. And so, like I said, they've got so many quality players at so many different positions that, heck, even if they do have some sort of, you know, a, a, maybe a two-game losing streak or something and things aren't going well, you're not losing the sort of quality players that would just make you just completely want to shut the whole thing down. And Drake, going back to Drake Arnold, man, I, I was really impressed with him. Just he doesn't have like that big arm that you see on some quarterbacks at the you know highest level, but man, he's got a little almost throws it like a dart. He's got that little quick wrist flip, and, man, it gets it, it gets on the target quickly. What you realize is that he's the type of quarterback that you can win with in the Southern Conference. Uh, like, I know that, I mean, because he's smart. He's, he's hungry. Uh, and, like, I, I tried to be fair, you know, when I wrote, when I, in times I've written about him and, you know, after the Western game and stuff, I'm like, I understand that he did not look good against Western Kentucky. But the kid hadn't played football in five years, and since high school, and now all of a sudden you're not just taking, you're not just you know, you know, ducking and dodging bullets. You're ducking and dodging, you know, probably NFL defensive linemen and linebackers and stuff like that. Western Kentucky defense was really good, and uh, so that was his first soiree into being a starting quarterback uh, in college. So then, so I'm not stunned that he looked better in his second start, and he does a lot of things well and he does, he's not going to make too many mistakes and in this day and age that can win you a lot of games uh, yeah that can win you a lot of games so 
Well, and you, your article today in the paper uh, was a prime reason why I think he's looking good, and that's so much experience in that offensive line. Their first five, uh, you pointed out, uh, what is it, 81 total starts together? So, I mean, that uh, – or combined, I should say. I mean, that is – Combined, right. That's something – yeah, that's something that Drake Arnold can kind of be happy about too and excited. Yeah, and when you have those quality pieces that are out there, Harrison Moon, uh, Cole Strange is an NFL prospect. Uh, Thomas Kelly has played a lot of football. You know, McClendon Curtis, the central kid, has played a lot of football and, you know, started a couple of years. And then they've, they're, heck, they're, they've got a kid on the bench, Noah Ramsey, that was a starting center, I think, in 2018. Or in, he was in half of last year, or, or half of last season, which was 2019. And, and right. so, and that guy is coming off the bench and he didn't get any, I don't, he didn't get any reps on Saturday. Um, so, like, when you have that experience, that kind of leads you to want to say, okay, well, we can, we can be a little more relaxed in terms of maybe trying to find a replacement for, you know, obviously for Chris Malone. But um, yeah, and it's just it's a nice luxury to have if you're Drayton Arnold. You know, you've got five guys that have that sort of synergy that are protecting you on every single play because they've seen pretty much every single thing. And, you know, you, where you think you're going to lose by uh, Bryce Nunley, you have Reginald Henderson step up, you think you're going to be, uh, you know, kind of set back with Chris James being out, but then all of a sudden uh, Jay Gibson steps up at tight end. I mean, you you know, you, you mentioned that the, the depth that they have uh, is pretty good. We just maybe haven't seen it yet, you know, in some of these cases. Yeah, and, you know, obviously Jay Gibson was an FBS signee out of high school. Goes to Western Kentucky, spends a couple years there. Uh, comes back to Chattanooga. Um, and some of the, you know, Geno Appleberry, um, Tyrell Price, like those were quality pieces of those positions. You know, on the defensive line, they've got guys who are, like, they got a, they had a kid who's moved, they've moved to outside linebacker now who had like 15 sacks in, in college before Greg transferring to UTC. And he can't even get on the field now because of Jay Person. Um, you know, they've, they've got a secondary that's littered with, you know, like Louisville transfers and, and and players of that nature, and Northern Illinois transfers, and, and I don't think the Northern Illinois Illinois kids eligible, but um, you know, they those kids can't get on the field because that secondary is in good shape with just with pieces. Myron Smith didn't play in the fall. All of a sudden, you're like, oh yeah, this kid started like 13 games at UTC, and then you just start remembering, you're like, wow, like they're in a position to where this isn't going to go away anytime soon. And I don't know what happens with Drayton Arnold after this season's over with, but, you know, you hope that maybe Cole Copeland is, you know, kind of knocked some more rust off and he's ready to go in the fall if Drayton decides not to go back to school and go for his 15th degree or whatever it is at this point. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and I think you kind of hope that some more time will get him ready because he's starting to look a little better in practices. Um, you know, and, and so, like, you just look around and you're like, man, where's – the weakness, because we thought quarterback was a weakness, and right now Drayton Arnold is proving a lot of people, myself included, wrong. Uh, so, like, they're in a good position to be good, to be good for a while, maybe even longer than they were, um, you know, the last five years of Rush Houston. It's exciting, man. It really is. I'd be up for that. Just to see their their future. You were saying, Joe? <laughs> I said, I'd be up for that. <laughs> yeah, me too. That'd be fun. 
Let's switch gears to basketball. Of course, the conference tournaments, you know, the uh, mocks come in as the four seed, the men mocks, and the women come in as the three seed. What, what are your expectations uh, for this trip to Asheville for both teams or just your thoughts on it? Well, I think the women are interesting just because I, I was talking to one of the players and, and Katie yesterday, and it's like you're the three seed and yet you're the most unpredictable team in the league. And I don't know how that's possible <laughs> to be there. Like, Because they've beaten everybody in the league once, at least once. But they only swept two teams, that's ETSU and uh, Western Carolina. Everybody else they split with. And so, like, and they could go from losing a game by 15 to beating that same team by 22 in a, in a two-day span. Um, so, like, I look at a team that if they can put stuff together for three nights or three afternoons, whatever, um, they're going to be tough to beat. And then you've got, you know, the men who have as good of a chance have probably from game one to game 18 and leap or whatever, however many, however many games they played, 16, 17, throughout the conference season, especially once they got their personnel in order, were as good as any team in that league. Um, and if they can get past, you know, this ETSU team on Saturday, uh, they're going to have a chance, you know, I think just because they have as complete and as versatile of a team as you could have in that league. And, you know, I think it's a credit to what Lamont has built, but they're going to be a tough out because, like, they're an experienced, they're an experienced group. I mean, they start four singers and one sophomore. And, uh, you know, that sophomore is a third-year player who, you know, obviously transferred from, a, you know, from Wright State. You know, they bring come off the bench with a kid who started his career at South Alabama in A.J. Codwell. Um, they play eight players, and seven of those kids have multiple years of experience in college, and with Jamal Walker being the exception. So you've got guys in place who aren't going to get rattled, and I think that's really what's been the difference in this team and why they're kind of where they are right now in the league. So, um It'll be interesting to see. Like, I think that both teams could be playing on the final day. Um, I also think that both teams could be in trouble in their first game, just simply because. Like, Furman beat UTC's women this year. They split with them, of course. Um, UTC's men beat ETSU, but obviously both games were nail-biters at the end. You know, you know Mox pretty much controlled both games, but right there at the end, ETSU kind of figured some stuff out and had opportunities to win both games. So I think you've got two games that are, if they can get past the first one and kind of get that first one out, you know, out of the way, then that'll really help them going forward. And if they get past that first one, they've got as good of a chance to win it all as anybody. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be an exciting tournament, and it is March Madness. So you know that what the one thing we do know is that there's really no uh, set path for anybody, and anything can happen. The, only thing we, the one thing we do know is that we don't know. <laughs> exactly. There you go, Joe. Perfect. That's, hey, that's what you have to live with these. Well, that's pretty much been the last year, though. <laughs> True. Pretty much. I uh, think it was this time. I want to say this time last year, uh, the second week of uh, well, second week of March. This is the first week. But around this time last year, uh, Mark Weedmer and I were on our way up to Nashville, and we would quickly find out the second week after Nashville that the world was shutting down, more or less. Yep. Yep. So I think if there's one thing we know. After the last year, is that we really don't know anything. No, so it, it, it's fitting. That. So it's yeah. So it's fitting that in in this world, I mean, we're in this with this league as it is, and with these UTC basketball teams being as they are, that we really don't know a thing. And we thought we you, 
think 30 games would give you some idea, it didn't. It hasn't, and that's where we are. But you probably don't you don't want it any other way because, as Quake said at the beginning, March Madness. March Madness. Hey, baby. Gene, keep up the great work, my man, and uh, we'll be reading your stuff this weekend, covering everything that's going on. Thanks for the time. Hey, I appreciate it. I certainly appreciate it, guys. Y'all take care. You too, man. Thank you. You got it, buddy. Anytime. Gene Hanley from the Times Free Press. He's a beat writer for the Chattanooga Mox. And- 